Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Brewers Outlet specials now through Tuesday, including Old Milwaukee and Old Mill Light, 24-pack cans, eleven ninety-eight. dollars Coors Light, 36-pack cans, $19.95, and Owl's Brew Radler, 24-pack cans, $8.95, while supplies last. Play-by-play call of the day. Kevin Durant and the Warriors take over in the fourth quarter. Murray pressured by Draymond. Ball knocked away. It's a steal. Draymond to Durant. Durant stops. Takes it to the front court. Had trouble. Almost a, a carry. Now crossover off of Draymond pick. Top of the key. Jay on the way. And we are tied at 105. Listen to this crowd at Oracle. That's an average night at Oracle. <laughs> What's the difference? Hey, I'm a season ticket holder. I got Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. I feel good tonight. I, th- I like our odds. That's our play-by-play call today. Very pleased to be joined by good friend Kim Jones, NFL Network, always doing brilliant work and always sharing a lot of that with us. Great to hear you again, Kim. Hey, Steve. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, you're in an interesting spot because I think you're one of the few reporters out there, outside of the State College area, that really knows Saquon Barkley because you had a chance to really sit down and get to know him. So whatever team drafts him, personality-wise, beyond the obvious what we see, physical traits, what kind of individual are they getting based on the person you got to know? Well... You know, you bring up a good point, and it's one that James Franklin made to me a day or two before the combine when I spoke to him over the phone. He was excited. He said, I know he's going to kill it on the drills, and and Saquon did, but he said, I'm excited for the NFL to get to know him. And he went on to describe him as a low-risk, high-reward player, which we often at the combine talk about. Well, he's a high-risk, but high-reward. Well, Saquon, in one respect, is the exact opposite, because anyone who knows him knows he's low-risk. This is a kid who's not going to get in trouble. In fact, a coach said to me at the Combine, I'm more worried about me getting in trouble over a weekend than I am Saquon Barkley getting in trouble over a weekend. And that was after Saquon had interviewed with that team. So I think, you know, they now realize the the humility, the football knowledge, the um, sort of perspective that Saquon brings that, that does help to set him apart. Although, make no mistake, I mean, he left an incredible impression just physically and during the drills at that Combine as well. Well, the physical gifts, because obviously you've been to practices as well at Penn State. So in other words, you've seen, it's not just games, you've seen what he does in a practice as well. I mean, you look at great high-level athletes all the time. What are the elements that allow Saquon Barkley to have the opportunity to seamlessly go from college to the pros, even though you and I both know it's a chasm? 
Well, I've asked coaches who know him best, and you know where they work, um, that question, and <laughs> independently, a couple of them have, have said to me his explosiveness. Just And, Steve, the way I think of that is the number of games I watched on television where he would get to the corner and I would say to myself, he's gone, and that was before he got through traffic because I knew he could turn that corner and get downfield faster than any of the defenders, especially including the DBs trying to catch him. So I think, you know, on a physical level, it will be that explosiveness. Explosiveness. I think when you look at Saquon, and I, you know, I had this conversation with some NFL people last week. It, it's not till you see him in person, you know, that you see his legs and and how big they are, the calves. I mean, a number of people mentioned his lower body to me in that respect, and that low center of gravity, which that was the one thing I noticed when I did watch practice last August. I did not realize he was built exactly that way, and that certainly helps him in any number of ways and helps to explain, you know his ability to break tackles, his ability to get through traffic, probably, I'm, I'm almost certain, his ability to hurdle. I mean, there's a lot there when you look at him physically, and the NFL got to see all of it last week. All right, so let's let's go to the next, next step out of this. Uh, there are also a couple of other Penn Staters that went through that combine that certainly impressed. Uh, so what were a couple of items in that area that did stick out to you? Well, you know, do you know Dwight Galt? Do you know the, the strength and conditioning guy? And I know his title's grander than that, but that's what I call him. Yeah. Do you know him? Oh, I, I know, I know him very well, very, I mean, very well. Of the people not at the combine, he probably had the best day, and he had a better day than some people at the combine, because <laughs> you know my colleagues, Rich Eisen and Mike Mayock, and I had nothing to do with this. Trust me, they wouldn't listen to me anyway. But they were raving about him and the Penn State players and the way they were testing and jumping and running and everything that goes into it. So certainly, Penn State is doing something right there. That's a terrific, or was a terrific hire, and remains one by James Franklin, and it was definitely noted. You know, Troy Apke had Dion, my buddy Dion Sanders, going nuts, and I loved it. It was absolutely hilarious when he ran what turned out to be officially a 4-3-5, which is ridiculous. So it might have been a 4-3-4, but it was a 3, I think it was a 4-3-5, but it was fast. Let's put it that way. So I, I just think that Gasicki wowed people. I had a team that picks, let's just say, toward the back end of the first round, and someone from that team said to me, we love him. I don't think we can get him now. And I said, in the first round, you don't think you can get him? And the person said, maybe not with that workout. So there were guys all over the place that opened eyes. Deshaun Hamilton, my colleague Steve Smith Sr., tweeted and or said on the air, and then I tweeted what he said, which was, he's the best route runner. You know, he runs great routes. I think we all knew that. But to, to have someone like Steve Smith, who's a very critical eye, trust me on that, because I'm in production meetings with him. But for him to say that, I thought was high praise, and it was great for Deshaun, who's obviously a great, great story and leaves Penn State with a great legacy there. So really, you know, I was surprised we didn't see Marcus Allen run. He's going to have, I would think, I would think he's going to have to run at Pro Day. Christian Campbell didn't work. Uh, he said he'd be ready for Pro Day. So those are the guys to me that would have to do stuff at Pro Day. I mean, if I'm these other guys, if certainly if I'm Saquon, if I'm Apke with the 40, and if I'm Gasicki, I don't do a thing at Pro Day. I would just do interviews there, but, but that's me. And I just came from Alabama's Pro Day where some of their big guys, a lot of their big guys didn't do anything at Pro Day because they rested on their numbers at the Combine. And to be honest with you, the Penn State kids had better numbers than the Alabama kids. Right, which is, that's amazing. Now, will you go to Penn State's Pro Day? 
I will. Those are the two I'm going to go to. Uh, I like to go to one other one than Penn State's, and I don't think last year I went to Penn State's. I'm not sure if we covered it, to be honest. But I like to go to Penn State's, obviously, uh, and, and always will. Um, and I like to pick another one. Last year I went to Ohio State's, uh, and this year I went to Alabama's. All right. So it'll be interesting to see what, what you pick up from that. What did you pick up from Alabama? A lot of their guys will test well. Uh, did Minka Fitzpatrick do anything, or did he opt out? Minka, Minka did not. Calvin Ridley only did uh, drills. Um, let me think. Rashad, Rashawn Evans was going to run the 40, but they have a second pro day at Alabama at the end of the month, so he'll wait and do the 40 there. Um, Deron Payne didn't do anything. I'm probably leaving someone out, but uh, the DBs didn't do anything except for Tony Brown. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of their guys rested on what they did uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, and let's face it. I mean, there are guys, for example, here at Penn State. Let's say Brendan Mann. He did not go to the combine. Well, pro day is going to be really important for him. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Absolutely. And what happens is that a guy like Saquon Barkley just being around yes. will then draw people in to go to the pro day even if he doesn't do anything, and they'll end up seeing a guy like Mann, and maybe Mann, to his credit, will test well. No doubt. No doubt. Listen, I remember, was Zettel last year or the year before, Steve? Two years ago. Okay, so Zettel at Hackenberg's Pro Day, I remember watching him do drills, and he had not been at the Combine. Um, And I remember watching and thinking, hmm, you know, and the Lions ended up drafting him, and he's he's done well there. Did they draft him, or was he a free agent? Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, no, he was drafted. Bit. He was okay, drafted yeah, by Detroit, so. and, of course, long, the great story is that that's but, where he grew up. Right. That's right. That's right. But he's been good for the Detroit Lions. They like him. So uh, at least the former regime liked him, and I assume the current one will as well. So, yes, there are stories like that at pro days all the time, and, yes, that certainly could happen at Penn State. All right. A standard question that you're going to be asked, look, you, know, you, you see the best in quarterback play all the time. You're around the Patriots a lot this year. Yeah. As a matter of fact. <laughs> so you look at the kids coming through. There are a number of them out there, but the question is what is the quality of them out there? So what's your gut feeling based on what you see, what you know, what you read? Well, I'll do my gut feeling based on the decision makers, talent evaluators I talk to in Indy, because that's the way I'm more comfortable talking about them, just because I'm going to say something and someone's undoubtedly going to say, you never played football, what do you know? And I get it. I 100% get it. But here's what I, take, I took away. Josh Allen helped himself the most in Indy. Steve, he uncorked down the left sideline a 70-yard pass. It was absolutely gorgeous. It, it, you got the feeling that he wouldn't have had to try very hard to throw it 85 yards, not 70. And there was a buzz in the building, and that is a building that never buzzes. Very rarely are those people impressed. So there was that. Uh, but, but beyond that, Josh Allen, I think, missed very few throws. I was told Josh Rosen missed one. No, I was told Allen missed one, Josh Rosen missed a couple. Um, the talent evaluators I talked to were not as in love with Baker as some of the other reports I saw. Now, part of that is we all talk to different people, and we right. don't know, and we shouldn't know if, if, if it's under the guise of anonymity, who we're all talking to. So uh, I just might have talked to some people who aren't as um, in love with Baker's game. I will tell you in the interview room, Baker came across as, you know, beyond confident, which now that's going to that's gonna rub teams a different way. A, a head coach who is more defensive-minded told me I love his fire. A head coach who, um, 
also interviewed him said simply, over-the-top cocky toward arrogant, and I got the very distinct impression that team would not be interested in Mayfield. So the combine's fascinating for those reasons, and then there's Sam Darnold who didn't throw, which was um, disappointing, and he'll throw at pro day. But uh, a couple people did kind of roll their eyes or at least shrug their shoulders. I should say shrug their shoulders at the idea, you know, Darnold has this opportunity, why not throw? Yeah, that's interesting. I guess, you know, I guess you know, quarterbacks, some some of them do need to be on a pitch count in life. But, I mean, in the end, if he throws at his own pro day, now under his conditions, with his receivers, I've got all that. Is that still good enough? I mean, does it really in the end hurt him? Well, it depends if you're talking to GMs or coaches. The GMs, for the most part, say, yeah, it's fine. We've seen him. We'll see him at his pro day. We get it. The coaches are the ones who say, this is our first shot at these guys. The coaches busy during the season aren't evaluating college players like the GMs in the front office and the scouting departments are. So for the coaches, I found them to be more disappointed because they're literally getting first looks at these quarterbacks, even though we all say, wow, we've all been talking about him for a while. The coach have been busy coaching. So for the coaches, it was disappointing. But, you know, ultimately, if he throws well uh, and they find a way to either understand or kind of dismiss his turnover issues, uh, there will be a team that falls in love with Sam Darnold. Right. And, you know, the one thing he does have, it's not quite to the Roethlisberger level. And, you know, it can't be. But he does have an ability to keep a play alive. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to be positive, but he does keep plays alive. Well, and you just hit on a reason that a couple people and I talked um, in India about why he may not have thrown. There aren't those designed rollout plays, really, where you're, you know, reacting in the moment. You know, I mean, you roll out a little bit at the combine, but you know what I mean. You're not actually reacting right. to a defender. I do wonder at his pro day if they kind of manufacture some of that stuff, because he is pretty decent in those situations, and you could argue a little bit better in those situations. So I did have that conversation with people who allowed that might be part of why he didn't, why he didn't um, you know, run that or, you know, run the drills and throw the ball uh, right. because it maybe wasn't his optimum situation where he could really shine against a guy like Allen, who has an enormous arm, and a guy like Rosen, who is fairly accurate, uh, and a guy like Baker, who, who has been accurate as well. Right. Uh, for now, obviously, the general public's not going to be allowed in to watch Penn State's pro day. I mean, you and I will both be there. They could sell um, tickets, though, man. I know they, they probably could. <laughs> How when when so, when somebody Kim watches on TV on NFL Network, which does just an incredible job. I mean, Bill Belichick, I think, was exactly right about what he said. Uh, how should people watch that? and then interpret the information as to what it means. Because you've gone to it, you know it, you have a better understanding of it. So how should the average fan watch that, and what do you think they should think? Well, you know, it, it really the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Um, yeah. you're, you're seeing guys against air. You're not going to obviously line people up to be competitive. Uh, you certainly don't want to do anything that would in any way increase the likelihood of injury. You'd hate to see that at any off-season workout of any kind in any sport. So um, I, I think that you'd watch it to see speed. You'd watch it to see agility. You'd watch it to see footwork to some degree. And with like a Troy Apke, maybe you watch it and you're pleasantly surprised. Listen, I liked Apke 
um, not just because he's a Penn Stater, but watching the game, Steve, I thought, this kid can play, and he came up at, in some big situations with some big yeah. plays, and I liked him. I had no idea he was that fast. So you might also see a performance or two that makes you say, wow. Right. Exactly right. Because you're right. I mean, the, it's interesting how the players get ready for combine or pro day, and they're completely different workouts than football workouts. Completely different. Yeah. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., I can't remember what he ran, but Evan Engram, who the Giants drafted as a tight end last year, ran faster at the Combine. You know, we, you know, we, and Odell, you know, Odell was training, so his training was different. Uh, Leonard Fournette was compared to Saquon, you know, during one of, during one of our uh, 40 simulcasts, and I love when they do that, the guys through the years against each other, uh, video, in a video sense. And I think Fournette tweeted, you know, I was 240 pounds, you know, which isn't anyone else's fault. <laughs> by the way, but he, he ran at a heavier weight last year. So, yeah, I mean, the training is definitely different. Hey, one thing about Saquon before I forget, because your audience will actually really appreciate this. I was talking to him a lot during the day, and I would have done that no matter what school he went to. I did it with Fournette last year, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was talking to him a lot during the day, so I talked to him when it was over, and I asked him about it, and he said, I really wanted to run a 4-3. And as we know, he ran a 4 4 right. And he said, I've got to go back and work on my technique. And I looked at him and I said, Saquon, you never have to run another 40 in your life. And it's true. He never has to run another 40 in his life. But that's who he is where he's thinking about getting better when I cannot imagine anyone with any sense allowing him to run a 40 at the pro day. Right. And see, that's where if you watch the last play of the Iowa game. Yep. Where Trace throws the touchdown pass. Yep. The area where Saquon improved more than any other area than they, when he was here was he became a really good blocker and blitz pickup. He wins the game because he picks up Josie Jewell, who's a good linebacker in the hole. Totally agree. And I've brought that play up several times. I think it speaks to who he is. And with that you know, epic piece I wrote about him, when I mentioned that play to him, and he yep. destroyed Iowa you know, during that game, as we know, yep. but he said that's the beauty of football. It's a team game. And he meant it. And that's, that's who this kid is. Steve, he's, I, told, I told you last time, and I was probably more eloquent then because my brain wasn't this fried, but, uh, <laughs> if I was eloquent at all. But you Saquon right. will immediately help the culture, whatever that culture is, in whatever locker room he joins. He will help on, as, in terms of work ethic. He spoke at the Combine about how he wants to be a leader, even though he knows he'll only be a rookie this fall. I mean, this is a guy who talked to the combine about things we've heard him talk about, like leaving a legacy. He talked about wanting to run every route on the route tree. I asked Reggie Wayne which, what running backs do that, and he shook his head and said none. Now, right. I can't remember who else I asked. It might have been LaDainian Tomlinson. I can drop a lot of names, by the way, with my <laughs> NFL Network colleagues, right? But it might have been LT. I asked the same question, and he said he thinks Alvin Kamara might be able to, but his list ended there. So you're talking about, like, every route on the route tree. Oh, okay, Saquon. Well, oh, by the way, almost no one does that. So that's who a team is getting. And I can't wait to see him one way or another this fall in the NFL. Well, looking forward to seeing you on the 20th here, Kim. It's always a pleasure. Great information. And uh, when your brain is fried, you're still better than 90%. (laughs) It's been a week, Steve. I tell you, Indy is so challenging, and I love it. And then to, like, like, oh, by the way, stop in Tuscaloosa. It's just kind of like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. And Mayock didn't go, so I ended up uh, doing the stuff down there, which was fine. I enjoy that. So it's been quite a two weeks, but I love it.
You're the best. Thank you, you Steve. You know how much we weekend. appreciate you. Okay. See you soon. All right. Kim Jones, NFL Network. She will be here for the Penn State Pro Day, which is on the 20th. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. You know what the best thing about Sunbury Motors Kia is? Hmm, I got nothing. Hey, you're right. Uh, I'm right? Yep, you said nothing. I'm confused. Nothing is the best thing about Sunbury Motors Kia? Yep. I'm still confused. At Sunbury Motors Kia, it's all for nothing. Zero zilch, nothing. No interest for up to 75 months on all new Kias. So nothing is something at Sunbury Motors Kia. Nothing in March at SMC. Get 0% financing for up to 75 months on 2018 Kia Fortes, Optimus, Mortgages, and Serenos. 0% financing for 66 months on 2018 Kia Souls and Sedonas. And 0% for 60 months on 2018 Kia Rios and Neros. And all include Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Financing offers available to qualified buyers through AMF financing. In lieu of rebates, excludes Kia Stinger and Cadenza. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, you can go to Kia.com. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. <laughs> he hates how I turn around everything he says. Oh, I know, I know. Well, no, that, yeah. Hey, that's the chance you, the suit takes when he turns the corner into the studio for a little talk with you and him, you know, between you and him during the breaks. No, I was just kind of a hostage. I was... Our thanks to Kim Jones, Phil Savage for being on the show today. Final half hour, Kevo in the house. We'll be doing picks. Alabama won today. That's big for them. Avery Johnson's team led by Colin Sexton. They're in, I think. I think they've securely put themselves in the field. In fact, I, in fact, I think they've put themselves in the field to the point where they're not even in Dayton. Unless they're an 11. I mean, the two 11s play each other and two 12s play each other. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the Brewers Outlet specials between now and Tuesday. Old Milwaukee and Old Mill Light, 24-pack cans, just $11.98. Coors Light, 36-pack cans, 19 
Owls Brew Rattler, 24-pack cans, eight ninety-five. Wild supplies last. And, of course, there's the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, simply second to none, all at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. I am in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, great to have you with us. And now we bring in the Sultan of SWAT. Boy, those pickles sound really good. <laughs> yeah, especially when you win them. <laughs> well, especially I'd like when you to win them, them, but it's only on paper right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't eat the paper. I'd eat the pickles. I don't have any pickles to eat. I know. <laughs> You'll Do I have them. to go to another wedding to collect them? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to personally deliver them. Christopher getting married? <laughs> next year. Is he getting married next year? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, next... Wow. Uh, Next uh, June, June. Yeah, I think it's June next year. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow, honey, if you're listening, we got another road trip. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet back at the Renata. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's going to. This is going to be up in St. Mary's. I mean, you got to remember, it's where where she's from. There you go. Where's that? That's north of State College by what do you think, Sean? An hour and a half? Northern tier. Northern tier to the west. So Yeah. yeah about home, an hour and a half. The home of Straub. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, Straub Brewery. Yeah. Saint Saint Mary's Nectar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that? Good for Christopher. Wow. Yeah, no, he's he's substitute teaching all over the place now because he's graduated from college, graduated from yep. Lockhaven. And he's substitute teaching all over the place. And he's working hard. She's working hard. They're applying for a job. She teaches. Really? Wow. You got a wicked smart family. Well, thank God for their mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you were a straight A student. Nobody on this show could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody on this show could tell, huh? Really? (laughs) Hey, guess what's going to happen here Sunday at the shop? See, I had this guy who used to work for me. He was an artist, right? I've had a few of them. But he's in the art group in Hartford. And they want to... They want an industrial look, and they're going to film a uh, music video here. Oh, really? Great. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to be in it. <laughs> oh, this is the golden opportunity for them. I mean, being on this show, I mean, shows your acting chops. Yeah. <laughs> this is the springboard you've been looking for. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, on VH1 or... I asked them, would it be on MTV? And, uh, and they said that's what they're trying to do. No, MTV don't play videos anymore. They now have, like, a, one of those sub-MTV channels. They just throw the videos on there. Now, we gotta, now get you on YouTube. YouTube sensation. YouTube. Yeah, if you're a YouTube sensation... You would be a YouTube sim- sensation. That's, you would be. That's the, route you gotta, that's the route you got to take. I'm a Babieber. <laughs> I mean... I think what you need now is an agent. I have my wife.
see my agent. She's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only bummer is I'm going to miss a, a meeting that we go to. So, but yeah. uh, well. I promised this kid we'd do it, and he's serious about it. So, now if you go next level, happen. if you go next level, include us in your entourage. Yeah, you know, if you could, that'd, yeah. that'd be great. I mean, you could be in the next your... video. <laughs> In yeah, fact, that'll you know, get you guys down here. Shit, you'll be oh, all right. Well, and then you'll bring me my pickles. So I got a feeling I'm going to have to wait till June of next year to get the pickles. No, 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 no. no, no. I told I told you in May. I'm go, I'm coming up there through May. Um, uh, so right around Memorial Day weekend. Believe really? me, I'll, I'll make sure I'll make sure you are fully stocked. We've got we've got a handle we've got a handle on it we've already no we've already discussed it we're good we've got a we got okay. a plan yep we we got a man who's got who can take care of us we're good all right okay I feel better now by so, the way how was New um, York City did you have a good time yeah they won twice I had a great time <laughs> that's, hey, that's oh, what it comes down well. to well I was I was no, telling Sean well. before the and I don't want to dwell on it but. Um, my wife and I were talking at noontime today. What I was bothering me, and I said I wanted to bring it up on the show, and I finally remembered the coach taking a tee right before halftime. That just, oh. Well, you know what? You know what, though? I'll be frank with you. That's more the official's fault than his fault. Okay? Really? You, you have to understand, if you are officiating games, what the stakes are and what the emotions are in a game. And, yeah, you know, I mean, did Patrick go out and defend his player? Yes. And Tony Carr said afterward, he says, he said, he said I can't tell you what it meant to me that he did that for me. Okay? The player said that. And official lost the lead and they never got it back again. A, a good official has to have the ability to know the stakes and walk away. Just walk away. Oh. I mean, he has the, the that, coach that, walk away. That that court's ninety four by fifty. Walk away. You made your call. Move move to the next thing. Well, yeah, it's not it's not like we haven't seen. I mean, Dean Smith's last game at North Carolina. You know, he got thrown out. Yeah. His no. last game. It was in the nat. It was the national semifinals. He got thrown out. Yeah, but the coach didn't get teed up right away. He kept yelling at the guy, and I was sitting in my chair saying, "Stop, man, stop." And he kept going, and boom, he got teed. And that was the game. They never got the lead. They lost the lead. They never got it back. And you're right. Their legs were tired. Yeah, so. their, leg, their legs were gone. And that's that's something I noticed in New York. If you were a veteran player that had been through multiple strength and conditioning cycles in your career, mm-hmm. off-seasons, Mo Wagner, Dakota Mathias, Shep Garner of Penn State, right? You notice they all had their legs. It was the, it was yeah. actually the younger players because even Carson Edwards, as fresh as he looked against Rutgers on Friday night, as fresh as he looked against Penn State on Saturday, came back on his third consecutive day as a sophomore and he had no legs. Hmm. That's a tough go to play every game, every night, all right. Yeah. It's the only time all season you're asked to do it. We have to play three and three or four and four. By the way, for those who are listening during Kevin's visit last Friday, he voiced his concern about about his chair. Um, every, to get everybody up to date, the Studio 305 Lazy Boy has been fixed. 
<laughs> you know it, baby. Meet a man. <laughs> Took it apart here. But of course, I got a metal shop, so I can <laughs> take the metal parts apart and straighten them out and re-rivet them and put it back together, and it is now back home again. Well, we were concerned about that last week. You were... I know. All right. right. Uh, Quick note on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have now put themselves in a really interesting spot because I think when it's all said and done, they are going to pick Saquon Barkley first. I thought the Giants were going to take him. I think the Browns are going to take him with the first overall pick. Oh, no. And here's the next part. If I'm the Browns, then I evaluate three quarterbacks. List them one, two, three on my board. All right? Because they have the fourth pick, too. And pick a quarterback with that fourth pick. Because today they acquired Jarvis Landry in a trade from the Miami Dolphins as, their wide, as the wide receiver. Wow. But do they have an offensive line? Well, Joe Thomas, I think, is coming back, and he's actually one of the best offensive linemen of this generation. And obviously they're going to have to get better there, but at least he is a cornerstone to work with. And if you don't have an offensive line in the NFL, you can't win. I don't care who the quarterback is, who the running back is. You don't have an offensive line, you can't win. Right? Oh, there's no question, no question Second about that. Barkley of Penn State, and God bless the kids, they played hard. But if they had a great offensive line, that kid would have run for 2,500 yards. He was running on his own most of the time. He's never had, and I'd love to see him behind like a Dallas Cowboy line. He would dominate. But without a line, well, who knows? He might get hurt. So, Well... The Browns are an odd 0-16 team because, obviously, they lost every game. But if you look back on their season, I mean, but if you look back on their season, in the fourth quarter, they were in 75% of the games. Oh, yeah, they played tough. Nobody right. wanted to play. I mean, so but... that's why they're, they're a little bit closer. I mean, just by getting Barkley, a quarterback, and Landry – to go with what you hope is improvement by Miles Garrett and a few other guys, you might be a five and eleven team next year, and then the ability to make the next step to be eight and eight the year after. And Miles Garrett has something to prove. He was out a few games last year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting which quarterback they're going to lean toward. I, they would you would think Steve uh, they'll take the data they picked up from the combine, they'll get all the quarterbacks in for interviews leading up to the spring draft, and they'll just. Uh, do their evaluations and I, see who they I, lean toward. I think what they need to see is Sam Darnold and his workout at USC. Because Sam Darnold did not throw at the combine. Sam Darnold, obviously Baker Mayfield brings swag to the table and he can keep plays alive. Darnold is a bigger player. Three-quarter delivery. Did make mistakes last year for USC. But his ability to keep plays alive is actually a strength of his. And when you're dealing with, as Kevin said, maybe a mixed bag offensive line, having a quarterback who can keep plays alive is really important. Darnold does that, and I think they've got to take a long look at him at his day out in Southern California. 
Now, if he went to the Giants, you think Eli Manning would stay? Yes. I think I think that Pat Shermer has indicated he is committed to Eli Manning being his quarterback. I would love to see Barkley go to the Giants. Not because I'm oh, a Giant okay. fan. I just think they're a better organization. Cleveland's had the number one pick for the past 15 friggin' years. You know, they don't do anything with it. And they've never built that offensive line. I, I'd hate to see Barkley go there and just fizzle. Well, it's just that power of having two picks at overall number one and four that they've got. They've got a lot to, you know, they've they've got a lot. They've got a lot more flexibility compared to other teams in the first round. Right. I just I'd I'd love to see a team like that just build the right way. Get get the no name offensive lineman who's going to be a stud three years on and build around them and keep building. And before you know it, you got a good football team. Your best teams can run the ball, but they need an offensive line. Uh, well, if they could get a quarterback in free agency, which I don't think they will, but if they get could get a quarterback in free agency, that would open the door to then take Quentin Nelson of Notre Dame. There you go. At number four, and you know, to go with Landry to go with, but they'd have to get a free agent quarterback. Now the door is open. How do you develop open. a young quarterback if you don't have an offensive line? He's run. I mean, Troy Aikman survived, but remember the Troy Aikman experiment? He oh, yeah. absolutely killed his first year. Dave David uh, Carr, David Carr yeah. with the uh, Houston Texans. Yes, great quarterback. Never got a chance because he ran for his life. I don't. He 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 knew every ceiling tile at the, in Houston on the dome. Uh, I mean, that's the point I'm trying to make is unless you build that offensive line, I don't care what superstars you bring in. The NFL, the players are faster and stronger. You're not going to outrun them, you know, like you did in college. They're going to have to, you got to play off your blocks. And if no one's blocking anyone, he's going to get killed. Uh, I'd rather see him with a veteran quarterback who can keep him, you know, a successful veteran quarterback that he can look up to and a team that's building from within an offensive line that's done it before. Cleveland's yeah. shown that they just have not done it. I don't know what their problem is down there. It doesn't matter what coach, what general manager they bring in. They do not. They've had number one picks for years now, and they've done nothing with it. You know, I don't They've had enough time to build an offensive line, and they haven't done it. What cracks so. me up is Barkley says he wants to run it at a 40 here so he can get into the four threes. I'm like, Saquon, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. You don't seem to understand, my friend. Okay. okay. As Charles Davis and Kim Jones both said on this show this week, you have run your last 40-yard dash. There is no need for the rest of your life to run one. You're done. <laughs> just I mean, I mean, knowing him, he's because the most I, reps I ever saw Saquon put up at 225 pounds was 30. He did 29 at the combine. I'm surprised he doesn't want to do that again. I mean, no, my man, we're done. I should have got 31. <laughs> All right, yeah. hey, just okay, okay. I mean, he, well, he did 15 more reps than Orlando Brown of Oklahoma did. And he's an offensive lineman. <laughs> He did 15 more. Uh, I just hope that translates onto the football field. So, 
Oh, with him? Oh, believe me. <laughs> he needs a line, man. <laughs> it's the NFL well, of course he does. college. Oh, of course he does. But uh, you know, you you know, but you you still in this league have got to have somebody like him as a starting point. You know, in in rounds two, three, and four, you can draft linemen. Well, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Take Barkley, but then draft all linemen. Sit and do what you said. Get a quarterback and free agency. Get a veteran. Get somebody just to run the team. But you don't need a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back. They're going to get killed. I would get the best lineman I could get at number four. Someone who could well, walk right in and start. Maybe they can trade Barkley's rights to the Steelers, and then the Browns can take Le'Veon Bell for fourteen and a half million. There you go. <laughs> now we're talking. Brilliant, do it too. brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> dilly dilly, <laughs> dilly dilly, brilliant. Hey, hey uh, how come we're on a cap space? On the <laughs> oh, and the Steelers, yeah. Oh my God, if he was on the Steel, well, they've already got Le'Veon Bell. The Steelers will find a way to get Barkley. And then by trading Bell, and then do something crazy with Cleveland and get Bell back. And <laughs> <laughs> the salary cap's only 177 million. <laughs> you know, the, the odd the odd thing is over over the years, that sounds like something Cleveland would go for. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I mean, look at what Bill Belichick's done. If you if you make Bill Belichick mad. He sends you to Cleveland. <laughs> Who's the um, linebacker? Collins. Jamie Collins. He's won one game since he left the Patriots. One oh. game. Oh, Belichick He's has the ability to put... 32 since leaving the Patriots. Wait, you are drawing NFL-level checks, but you are in exile. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, we just got traded. We traded you. Where? Siberia. Really, good luck. Well, like when the story leaked about a day or two ago about Richard Sherman is going to be released from Seattle. What's the first team? You, what was the first team that was brought up that he could land out? Oh, yeah, well, Richard Sherman, go to the Patriots. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, people want to go at the end of their careers. They start looking around. And it's not so much the money, it is the legacy in the championships. They want to win. Oh. You know? yeah, I mean, Darrell Revis, Darrell Revis now knows the rest of his life he's, he, he was a Super Bowl champion. That has me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all about a team that is put together very well. You succeed on, you know. Look at Collins. He is arguably one of the best linebackers in the NFL. But... He can't do it by himself. It, that team stinks. I don't. Even though they may have been in seventy-five percent of the games, it's just a very poorly run organization. I forgot what they did last year, but it was huge. Some bumbling mistake they made at the trade deadline or something. It was just. I forgot what it was, but it was like they didn't send an email or. Something. Oh, you're talking about AJ McKinnon. It's the AJ McCarron thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they do dumb things. I hate to see Barkley go there. I just, I, he's a good kid, and he's, God, he's got talent galore, and I hate to see it go down there and just get wasted. Love to see him go to a good football team.
Steve, you talked about a Florida wide receiver leaving uh, Florida for Cleveland. Uh, uh, another Florida receiver, he's going to stay in Florida. Tampa Bay Buccaneers announcing Mike Evans, uh, yeah. five-year, $82.5 million extension, $55 million guaranteed. Oh, by com- by comparison, Antonio Brown's deal is $68 million, $19 million guaranteed. Well, just throwing, uh, that, just throwing that out there. Uh, That's a lot Antonio, of <laughs> well, well, it is. Um, Mike Evans is has great natural gifts. He has really good hands. Tough guy, too. And he's also very inventive on his routes. That's a fancy way of saying that He's not the best route runner in the world. <laughs> it's like, oh, how did Mike end up over? Th- how did Mike end up over there? Uh, well, because Mike chose to go there. Okay, well, that's not what we wrote down here on the paper. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That was, that was inventive, though. Like with Bill O'Brien. When Bill, when Bill O'Brien was in practice, by the way, right when he first got here, he's putting a new system in. They come out to the line of scrimmage, they'd line up wrong. And he he look over, he goes, Just run what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That'll make you think three times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we better get this right. <laughs> yeah. I may have left out a word. <laughs> I tell you what, that was the best coaching job I have ever seen in my life what he did with Penn State. That you, that was amazing. That was a fun year to watch. It was that was amazing what he did. By the way, uh, lead off in Sports Illustrated this week in the lead off section: Jason Nolf, Vincenzo Joseph, Mark Hall, Zay Rutherford, Bo Nickel. Okay, and Rutherford and uh, Nick Lee are all in here in the lead off section as uh, right after the U.S. Women's Hockey Team. And right behind them is the Combine, Baker Mayfield, and then Penn State Wrestlers on page uh, 10. Excellent. All right. Okay, so I just thought, you know, a little recognition. Very rare on a national basis that they get it except for the NCAA tournament. They got it. When is the tournament, the wrestling? Next week. Next week. Awesome. Oh, it's, a, it's an Ohio State-Penn State showdown, essentially. Six days away. I watched it last year. That was good TV. That was fun. Yep. Very yep. good. Cannot wait. Very good. Yeah. You got Duke? I got Duke. Yeah, we'll take Duke tonight, sure. Oh, Duke, Duke, Duke North Duke. Carolina? Yeah. No, Duke will win. Duke will win tonight. Kentucky, I give it credit. It's done some good things. But you know what's really odd about this whole tournament? Is that there's no great team out there. There's good teams and several programs that are up there, but they'll tell you right away they're not as good as they've been. Kansas, North Carolina. I think the highest paid team will win. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> May not be out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> can, Unbelievable. Can worms opened up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a good week, guys. Have a great week. You too. We'll find out where we're going on Sunday night. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.